You think I take myself serious? My conspiracy is it was all the government. It's time go to time. Well, I thought we had something. Hey, so this is MDC now. We're talking about The Last of Us. We're jumping into the series that just premiered on HBO. This is picking up, adapted from the Naughty Dog developers. It was a PlayStation exclusive online game. Michael, did you ever play that game? I did not, but I wish no. I did. You wish you did? Fantastic game. Remastered now, and as well, they had a part two that came out. Fucking phenomenal. All right, so Michael, do you want to sum this up for us? Just a quick story synopsis. Yeah, so basically mushrooms take over the world. (laughs) Simple. Hey, that's been our show. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. (laughs) It is a fungi cordyceps spreads and it has adapted over the past what they were explaining 40 years now. And it is a mind controlling fungi. Great examples came from LSD and acid or LSD and acid are the same thing. Yes, they are. They are. (laughs) All right. So, so it cuts to 2003 and we see our main characters and it gives us a quick story background of who these characters are before a good time jump. Take it away, Michael. Yeah, absolutely. So 2003. So we pick up here in uh, 2003. We get the main character introduced, Joel, who is the father of Sarah. And from there, we see the first date that's given is September 26th. That so happens to be Joel's birthday. I think on a scale of 1 to 10 when it comes to bad birthdays, it's definitely a negative. End of the world wouldn't rate high for you? End of the world? Not particularly. I can never ask for a better birthday present than (laughs) the ending of the world. Free for all. You get all the birthday presents. I mean, I guess it would give me an excuse to use all my camping gear, so that makes sense. You don't have to go to work. That's true. No no, no reason to go into work. School's canceled. have to hunt for a living. Yeah. I mean, I guess there would be uh, mushrooms aplenty. I, the mushrooms would be ruined. From yeah. On. I don't know if I could eat mushrooms now after watching that. I, I have my eye on you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at fungus yeah. just a little bit different. Fucking fungus. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so end of the world goes down. We quickly see how the apocalypse is among us. Joel and his daughter Sarah and their uncle brother Tommy are caught in the middle of it trying to escape Boston. No, Texas. They're trying to escape Texas. That's where they are. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Yeah. That's right. And we end up in Boston. Yes. Very odd. Uh, okay. So 2003, Apocalypse goes down, and they're trying to escape Austin, Texas. We see there that the military is starting to quarantine off Austin, Texas, and not letting anybody out. That That's where we were leaving off. Quick summary, though. It picks up Joel. He's in the apocalypse. He's in the middle of the shit. He loses his daughter. She gets shot as the military is trying to quarantine off Austin, Texas. It jumps 20 years later where he is a smuggler of sorts. He's smuggling drugs. He's smuggling cigarettes. He's wheeling and dealing. And it comes to be that he then is tasked by some freedom fighters under a dictatorship rule in Boston, Massachusetts. And the the package that he has to now smuggle is a young girl, Ellie, who cut, who uh, we find out will be actually immune to the disease, to the infection. And that's why they're trying to smuggle her. 
very curious to see where the show takes up for their adaptation of this video game. Are they going to be loyal to the content? Are they going to be trying to be loyal to the fans? Or are they trying to just make a nice pretty penny out of this? And how do you think they did about that so far from Mm -hmm. what we have? So far what we have, they were loyal to the content. They elongated the story for it. So that way they can, they they have something to talk about because video games, it's more so about the action. Yes, Mm -hmm. there is story, but this is where they, they needed to tell a story for us to watch. However, it still felt like a video game. Yeah. So. The, the way that they filmed certain scenes, that one particular scene comes to mind when Joel and Tommy pull up after the granny had just attacked Sarah there mm-hmm. and they get into the car and they're driving away and you have helicopters flying overhead, planes flying overhead and just the angle of Tommy driving mm-hmm. made me feel like I was playing a video game. Yeah, you were in the back seat again and yeah. that was one of the shots. Another scene was Ellie, Joel and Teresa, they were climbing through those pipes trying to get out out of the city walls yeah that was right from the video game Fucking yeah great. you mentioned the camera the camera work great the camera work was was really neat as well just the way that i don't think that there was a single steady shot mm-hmm. a single steady scene the entire episode it was just filmed very it seemed realistic to me kind of shaky it just kind of put me on edge a little bit there was some tension going on that kind of built up into it superb do- job with the cinematography the cinematography was spot on you mentioned granny attack We saw Granny. She was the first one to be infected, almost like a patient zero or what we assume. The show is very odd because you see lots of police cars. You see lots of helicopters, everybody rushing into the city, but you don't know what's going on. Again, this is 2003. That's pre-social media. That's Which I think is just a way of kind of building up the tension to that too, because they had a little bit of hints here or there that something's kind of off, something's a little strange. Mm -hmm. But it's not like nowadays where you can just kind of look up on the news real quick and figure out what's going on in two seconds. Seconds. Yeah, it takes time. What's happening in Austin, Texas? Yeah, and they just get woken up and explosions going on. You know what? Florida would be the worst outbreak for the apocalypse like that because nobody would believe it. Actually, yeah. everybody would believe it because it's coming from Florida. Oh yeah, and especially if there's you know a disease where people are eating each other's faces, like I'd, I'd buy it. Sounds like Florida to me. You from Florida? Let us hear hear you out in the comments. <laughs> you don't ever, eat our faces. You ever eat a person's face? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I was watching a Liver King the other day. Uh, one of his videos, he has somebody over and he's like, is that eyeball? I was like, yeah, we're eating eyeballs. Have you never had eyeballs before? Is it weird? What am I, I from Florida? Not everybody's had eyeballs. <laughs> so Granny's Granny was the first one infected. We saw her at the beginning. She was eating the biscuits that her husband was making or something, some shit. Mm. He was making biscuits and feeding them. But we also saw that the pancakes... Uh, for Joel's birthday. He didn't get any pancakes in the morning that they were out of the mix. The yeast was the key to the infection. Oh, that's The a fungi good, yeah. living in the yeast there, they mass produced uh, in the yeast and distributed to all the humans and they ate it and Oh, so is that why they didn't get infected then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right? I mean, that's a that's a very like quick point to it. Yeah, kind of thing. Uh, it's very subtle the way that they brought that about, right? Because it's a fungi. It's it, it's less of a virus because mm. the virus is where it's heavily populated. But if it's a fungus, you can get that from your own home, kind of thing. Yeah, right. Very interesting. I thought I thought they did a really great job with uh, as they were escaping the man that crash, the plane crash was mm. so epic, and then it kind of separated Tommy and Joel, Joel from mm-hmm. Sarah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then Sarah ended up hurting her ankle in that scene as well. So mm-hmm. just all these things that kind of added to the suspense. I think they did a really great job with just that. Just like the video game. Kept me on edge. Yeah. Uh, question for you, Michael. What is your zap? What is your zombie action plan? My zombie action plan. What is your zap? Are you staying indoors because of, that is Hell no. clearly what you hear first? Stay indoors, lock your doors, or are you on the move? When has a window ever stopped a zombie? I'm getting out. I'm surprised like there are so many people in that one scene waiting in traffic all patiently. Like right? I'd be pulling a Joel and like freaking turn to the grass. I wouldn't come to a stop. No. I'd just be like, all right, I'm out. Zipping away. Right. Very good points. I, I don't know. I have plenty of spare wood laying around the house. I'm boarding up the windows. I have my guns. I have my food. I can lay it out for a little bit and uh, see how it is. And then I can watch all my neighbors and check and see if they're getting out kind of deal. Because then I know I could just come across the street and loot them. <laughs> so if you're a prepper out there, feel free to give us some tips. It, there's, there's multiple ways you can take it. Is there a wrong way? Don't be stupid about it. That's yeah. your wrong way. I'd go I'd go to the middle of nowhere, far away from the cities. That would be my plan. Go bag, me and my dog. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, go bags are essential. So you should, yes, even if you're staying in, let me clarify, I would be staying in, but I have a go bag. I have a bug out bag ready to go if, I, if need be kind of thing. But I can sit here and get the lay of the land and whatnot. I know this area. I've thought it out. Yeah. Again, into the world is the best birthday present. Because <laughs> then no I've more got, rules. Yeah, exactly. Do you know how many birthday presents I'm getting for my birthday? Then <laughs> it cracked me up. They opened it up. This dropped January fifteenth, twenty twenty three. They had a uh, flash forward to twenty twenty three. I swear to fucking Christ, HBO, that you don't fuck this up. Twenty twenty three is supposed to be my year. <laughs> don't you try try predicting some Simpson shit. Don't you do that to me. I mean, we already had one pandemic. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. There, oh, if you thought 2020 was a big deal, wait till 2023, the sequel. <laughs> and after watching episode one of Last of Us, I am I think I'm more afraid of mushrooms now than I am of uh, COVID, so. <laughs> one is hypothetical. One was literal, <laughs> but viewed as a joke. I liked how they, they rolled with the theme of dying children in this show, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Enjoyed oh, that yeah. theme. So they went straight from the scene where they cut, where Joel lost his daughter, Sarah. They were gunned down by a service member in the military because they were trying to leave the quarantine zone. And then it opens up with 2023 where a young boy is wandering through this overgrown forest finding Boston and is approaching them. I am curious on how the infection is spreading now because they they checked out his knee. His knee was scraped and they said, okay, he's infected and they went to put him down. Is it through blood? Is it through, is it airborne now? Hmm. Would you think? Hmm. That's a tough one. I mean. It, it took 40 years to adapt. Yeah. It could, it could very well be that you have a certain population of people that are immune. Maybe. I don't know. They, they, they didn't really drop very many hints as to how it's spread. But you do see, with the grandma scene, you do see the, the fungus kind of coming out of her mouth there. So maybe mm-hmm. like you just kind of mouth fungus. It's some kind of retracted. Yeah. Maybe that's how it's spread. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> so from there, they, they put the boy down because he was infected. And it, that's where we pick up and find Joel again. He's heaping bodies into mm. the fire. Infected. Those that are infected, he's heaping them into the fire to be burned. I gotta say. Disposed of. Yeah, I gotta say, you know, 
20 years did Joel good. Like, he really turned into a silver fox there. Yeah? You were checking him out? Just a little bit. I was sitting there thinking, how many bodies can you throw into the fire before you get tired? What's your number? 72. You're getting through 72 bodies? I was going to to ask, how do you know? You son of a bitch. I have experience. (laughs) (laughs) But Joel picks up and he tosses the body of the the young child into the flame. And uh, the lady stopped and told him it's a child. And he grabbed the child and threw him into the fire. Yeah. Do you think he gets paid extra for that? Because Joel is a man about making money right now. He's hustling. Oh, yeah. Do you think throwing children, dead children bodies into the fire I mean, pays more? I don't know. Are they getting paid by the hour? Are they getting paid by the body? Because if so, I'm assuming a child would pay less because less effort. True. I don't know. I'd, I'd get through quite a few then. Yeah. If I was being paid per body. <laughs> if I if I am just a man on working minimum wage on the on the hour kind of thing. I it depends know. how much they're paying you. <laughs> like giving those fat checks like, hey, what's up, man? You want to go? You want to help me out with something real quick? Throw him into the fire. So <laughs> everybody recruiting people off the street. Uh, <laughs> hey, you cold right now? I got something that'll warm you up. <laughs> uh, it's going to save up on food too. more food for the hungry mouths. Uh, <laughs> So from there we see we see them panning where people are being publicly executed for crimes of leaving the quarantine zone. Do you think that we would resort back to public execution by hanging At, after all these? Yeah. The, the the everything that we as a human race have uh, evolved into would resort back to that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, desperate times call for desperate measures, and like this is the thing when you're when you're really struggling to survive. I can completely see people can't be in civilization. You're not going to have the resources to house them in jail and take care of them. You're just going to off them. But public hanging, like... Of course. I, people love that stuff, man. I suppose because... Gladiator fights, the like... dictatorship, they're running there yeah. kind of thing. The French did it. It's popular. I don't know. If it was me, I would go with put down a log... Have them lay their head down. Oh, the old smash, school way. Smash it like a watermelon. Oh, you'd smash the head. I yeah. Well, I, I feel like hanging is a lot nicer than that. I mean, it's less of a mess to clean up. Yeah, I suppose. So, for me, here we see that Joel. He he's smuggling. He he sells off some oxy to one of the bodyguards. One of the bodyguards needs help sleeping at night for just all this public execution and just putting people down in the streets. I gotta say, there was a really nice touch there okay. where the guard was handing Joel the money for the oxy, and Joel's like, oh yeah, you're five short, and he brings out some cigarettes. Cigarette and I think that's something that's really universal. kind of, yeah, that's really true to just the way things are. You know, back in the day, in, in camps. Prison? Yeah, in prison, like, they would trade cigarettes, like, that's basically a form of currency. Uh, so. Some cool ones, if you yeah. ask Riddick. It will give you laser surgery on your eyes to see in the dark and be able to kill more people. Hmm. Then no cigarettes could do that for you. That is the power of cigarettes. I'm gonna have to start smoking, then. No, you don't smoke, you just sell them. Oh. Don't, don't smoke your own supplies. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put in here a special note. He put the oxy in his pocket. <laughs> I was reading that and I was like, what? <laughs> so um, I put that in the note because he, uh, Joel said that he wanted the baggie back. At the end of the episode, Joel kills the man or at least like knocks him out. Yeah. We, we see. Oh, that. yeah. He could have taken the oxy back. Yeah. So, Joel, you dummy, you're not hustling right. You got the money. 
you can get the oxy back and you got your baggie, bro. Yeah, and you know the guy's going to buy it again. Yeah, you, you know how many people you're going to run out to out there? They'd probably get some oxy off you. Exactly. I don't know if I'd sell it to anybody out there because that was run down. Oh, yeah. That was awful. I wouldn't really want to risk hanging for a couple dollars. That's yeah. just me. Joel, he gets sent on his mission now. He, he checks in with the radio station. The cigarettes were actually very good currency because the people at the radio tower, the radio hosts, if you may, uh, they need the cigarettes just like regular current day. Hard habit to kick. But uh, the radio host, he's listening to shit and seeing if there's any picking up. He's listening for his brother, Tommy. Tommy's still alive. What's Tommy doing out there? That's a good question. Did he get sent out there on a mission? What, what exactly happened there? I didn't catch it. Did, did you? Yeah, I don't know if he was sent out on a mission, if he went to a different uh, camp, if uh, in, in um, quarantine zone mm-hmm. or survival zone, I suppose yeah. they're called. I don't know. Apparently he was uh, at Cody Tower. Cody Tower. So you should know all about that. I think so. Specializing in it. I am Cody. <laughs> Ask me anything about Cody, Wyoming. Anything. Anything? Anything. How many harness? <laughs> <laughs> that is an answer <laughs> but Joel picks up a map now it's just like the fucking video games you get a map yeah <laughs> he's got a map he's ready to go <laughs> he can find his way and he didn't get a mini map oh a mini map he got a big map but not a mini map <laughs> that maybe that was his mini map maybe it was um, because he opened up his floorboard and he had a bunch more maps oh that's true uh, his coyote era this is coyote Joel era we, we see him, he, he gets the bed, and he somebody crawls into the bed with him. You say it's Teresa. Yeah, so it's, uh, I think it's Teresa. I think that's her name. Joel's love interest there. Love interest? I say business partner. You don't typically sleep in bed with just business partners. I mean, I don't know what kind of business you do. Hey, if it you're saving on rent, business first. Business before pleasure. I think that's <laughs> both. so you said uh teresa climbing into bed with him i i was like oh is this a flashback and it was his wife it was not because uh who's the watch from the watch was from sarah yes but sarah pulled it out of her his dresser no and went and got it repaired no 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 so so i'm pretty sure sarah bought the watch for him did she get it repaired or did she just buy the whole watch for him? No, yeah, she went and pulled the watch out of his underwear drawer and pulled out a couple of bucks and then went to the shop and got it repaired. Oh, okay. So I don't exactly remember the game 100% at this point where if it was the if it was a gift from the wife and such because hmm. there there is no Sarah's mom is not in the story and then now as well Sarah is not in the story. Well, Sarah I, I just, wasn't the story. She just got deaded. She she's unalived. Yeah. There. I thought that that was interesting. Wanted yeah. to ask about that. Because I I wonder if we're going to see more flashbacks. Like if he's because he we saw the flashback back to the service member shooting Sarah. Yeah. And he beat the shit out of the guard. Yeah. I thought that was a really well done scene there. I mean, he definitely has PTSD over losing his daughter, and so you get that same kind of situation there where Ellie is kind of in danger and you see the the guard is shining the light at them just like how the soldier shine, yeah. shine the light and he that triggers something in him and he just goes kind of Joel uh, on I don't know if you caught it on his truck San Antonio back in 2003 he had a bumper sticker on there that said that he was a combat veteran oh yeah 
you caught that? So that's where I was curious if he had skills to help him with smuggling, of course, combat skills and whatnot. But then if that was going to play more into his character, if he's going to have PTSD from being a combat veteran, from losing his wife and now losing his child. Hmm. It just builds to his Clint Eastwood-esque character. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. I don't know if that's going to, the the PTSD from his veteran days is going to affect it so much. Mm -hmm. I think more so we're going to see skills Mm -hmm. that he learned in the military being utilized throughout this. That would make more sense. I think primarily we're going to see PTSD from losing the daughter because I think that's going to be the main motivator there. I don't think it would make too much sense to cut all the way back to That is the the arc that they're going to focus on for this character. Gotcha. This character we saw as well, not the character, the actor Pedro Pascal. Mm -hmm. He was also Mando Dindogen from The Mandalorian. He, He gave a very good kudos, I think. I don't know if anybody else caught it. I pointed it out to you the Mando stance when he caught up with the guy that sold him the bad car battery. Yeah. And they go in there and you they, they said, no, don't point it at her, point it at me, kind of uh, standoff. Mm-hmm. And so he turns and points the gun at her and it looks just like the <laughs> yeah, Mandalorian yeah. would. I really hope at one point they get lost somewhere and then uh, Pedro Pascal just looks into the camera and goes, this is the way. <laughs> Too much on the nose. This is just post-apocalyptic Mandalorian. He he's he's yeah. just post-apocalyptic Mando. I like it because he is very uh, the Mandalorian is very Clint Eastwood esque. He's just space Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> and so now, do you think Pedro Pascal is going for uh, a whole? He's just forming himself after that. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think that there might be certain parts of that that's inspired from his previous roles. Mm-hmm. But I think not knowing so much from last uh, from The Last of Us video game, I think that it, it seems like this show is really trying to stay true to that. So I don't think there's going to be very much of the other roles mm-hmm. coming into play here. Okay. It's very uh, individual for him. I like yeah. that. that. That is very, very... Makes him an artist, in my opinion. Yeah. It, if... Actors are able to separate their characters, and it makes it. Yeah, and speaking of which, what I was wondering, what do you think about the characters so far? What do you think about the casting? Very interested in the casting. Who they've got for Ellie? Possibly quite fitting. Uh, she seems very feisty. This is the same actor she played in Game of Thrones. They both played in Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Ellie seems quite feisty, very standoffish, ready to survive in this. And so it took mm. somebody to be a strong young female lead, and I think they they nailed that. Yeah, I I think I think they overplayed it a little bit too much. Don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan of of the way that they're doing a lot of the stuff on this show here. But it was just about every single scene that Ellie was in was she was causing some sort of trouble doing something rebellious, saying something snarky. It was just a little bit too overdone, in my opinion. And there's just one scene that straight up frustrated me, which was when they when they got um, over the wire there. You got Joel, <laughs> Joel. Yep. Joel and Teresa. They're kind of crouching down, and then Ellie just kind of stands up and goes, Holy I'm outside. And, Holy and, shit. Yeah, and it's like, dude, like, <laughs> you wouldn't do that in real life. Like, it's... And my immediate thought was, please just don't make Ellie into a Carl who's always getting into trouble. <laughs> Super annoying. So I've got hopes, but that's not my hope. Okay. I like it. 
I like where you led there as well because that that was uh, more points that I had of Ellie, she gets scanned by the guard. The, the guard catches them outside the wire and scans the three of them and she comes back positive for infection and it shows her wound. It, does, it doesn't explain where that wound came from. Yeah. Do, should we uh, follow up on the game and see if that was the case in there or... I think... And, and here's the thing. Because if, I want to know where the wound came from. I also want to know where Ellie came from. Yeah. Well, it seems that Ellie is somewhat important here because she mentions that there are certain people... What, what's it called? Fedra? Fedra. Fedra. Yep. Uh, Fedra is looking, looking for her. And so it, it seems like she comes kind of from a, a position of significance. Yeah. So it explains that Ellie, she, she came from the academy which is where... Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. So she... How, how did she get from the Academy into capture of the Fireflies? That's what I'm curious about there. Absolutely. Because she was placed in the Academy by the leader of the Fireflies. Marlene. Mm-hmm. Yep. By Marlene, leader of the Fireflies, some odd 15 years ago kind of shit. Yeah. And she... So I'm curious where she's coming from. What was her yeah. backstory? Yeah. Where does she come from? Where does she go? Where does she come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> that and and the wound that she has as well. I'm, I'm interested to find out how she got that. Okay. We'll see if they explain more. I think this is probably my hot take for The Last of Us. It had a blowout of a premiere. Second best premiere that HBO has had in the past 10 years. What was the first best? I don't know what the first best is, and I don't know what was released 10 years ago as well. I was wanting to look into that a little bit. Ah, who cares? Yeah, whatever. I'm just here to spit facts. I'm not here to be your personal fucking Google. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So second best. That's pretty good. Yeah, second best premiere in the past 10 years. So because people loved it so much and watched and everybody tuned in to watch it on HBO, that PlayStation, because this is based off of the PlayStation game, The Last of Us. and Really? The, <laughs> the, the concepts. So um, the PlayStation Store released a two-hour trial, a demo, for the game nice. uh, for The Last of Us Part 1. And it's still only on PlayStation, right? Yeah, or currently at the moment on PlayStation has been remastered. Mm. But my hot take comes in where they released two hours of the trial for it. The game has like 15 hours of gameplay. So they barely give you over 10% of the gameplay. I mean, for a free trial, that's not bad. Right? But that is just such a tease because now people are going to want to go and buy the game yeah quite a marketing ploy i didn't see now that we talk about it the game developers i didn't see any easter eggs for them in this naughty dog they made games such as the last of us and uncharted we saw uncharted there was a naughty dog easter egg reference in that movie so quite curious i mean the only dog that we saw in episode one was actually a very good boy mercy yeah is mercy a boy is mercy a fluid name could be it very well could be very curious how is the infection spread through this series through this game and such because there was very good points it's through the yeast because it is a fungi spreading however the boy he scraped his knee and he was killed and so could they be spreading it through the blood because as well zombies zombies biting people the typical zombie infection is spread through saliva blood cuts uh, from the game i think all 
Okay. Just zombies in general. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Right? Because yeah, that like, zombie was biting. Grandma yeah. zombie was biting on the neck. Yeah. And she had like this freaky fungus thing coming out of her mouth. Yeah. This like spores kind of deal. I think it was a little bit more than spores. More than spores? Yeah. Rudish. Look kind of gross. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great way to open up the episode. I put in here the notes. Nothing scarier than grandmas. I have a story on why grandmas are the creepiest thing for us. My mom used to work in a retirement home. And one day it was bring your kid to work day. And so I went to go join her at work one day. And she's walking us down the long halls of retirement homes. If you guys have ever been in retirement homes, there is a uh, certain lingering of death in the air. And it is oddly creepy. It's depressing. It's depressing. What becomes freakish is that they also have dementia and shit. Old people don't know what's going on around them. And if you're a young child and you don't know what's going on in there, you're double freaked out and you still have your (laughs) whole life to live. You're not like those old fucks that just get to die off and scar children for the rest of their lives. So my mom's walking me down this long hallway And there's an old woman and she's tied into a wheelchair and she's just screaming. And I walk past her room and look in there and she just looks at me. Help me! Help me! And I was, oh my fucking God. Straight out of the exorcism. Yeah, I was like... Nine years old or some shit. Ten yeah. years old. I am scarred by old, demented women now. <laughs> old Don't women dement me. That scene there with the grandma in the wheelchair, she was kind of in the background. Yeah. My first watching, I didn't pick it up. But the <laughs> second time here, like, just watching, like, her expression, her kind of, like, moving right. around, twitching in the chair like that. Oh, I was made like, my skin crawl grandma. a little bit. Yeah. Stop it, Grandma. You're, you're freaking me out. <laughs> That's my one bugaboo. <laughs> bugaboo. Don't do that, Grandma. Yeah. I think overall they've done a really good job of nailing the vibe, nailing the feeling of what it would be like if an event like that were to take place. Yep, it would be insane. So as well, we see Grandma. She's the first one that we see that gets infected by this virus. All right, coming back from watching uh, the trailer for Episode 2, but let's just touch up on a couple final things for Episode 1. What did you have? Yeah. Um, overall, so we're, we're coming off of watching Witcher Blood Origins and also Rings of Power. Uh, Rings of Power, I mean, th- these two shows that we just coming off of watching, very, very different. Rings of Power had a billion-dollar budget just about. Um, mm-hmm. The most beautiful TV show I've ever seen. The most beautiful anything that I think I've ever seen. You ever seen The Vagina? Uh, no, I've heard about it, though. <laughs> you might have to educate me so on that later. <laughs> so, and then the... The Witcher Blood Origins, they did a, they had a huge budget for it. I think it's about $10 million an episode. And I was really disappointed with the pacing, with the way that they introduced the characters with, I mean, even the CGI. I got to say with Last of Us, after seeing those two extreme shows right there, at least in terms of the spectrum, Last of Us did a fantastic job of creating a believable world of the, the if they used any CGI, if... The, the props that they used, the world that they built, the story, the pacing was really on point. The mm-hmm. acting was phenomenal. Um, I was very much a fan of how this one went. Again, I don't have experience from the games, but being a noob into The Last of Us world, watching it here, okay. I think that they did a really good job of setting it up for people new to it, like myself. Overall, story, characters anticipation one out of ten what are you giving the show yeah uh it's a pilot 
I thought they, that they did a great job from what I've seen today. I'd give it a, I think I'm going to give it a nine. A nine. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I like it a lot. Oh okay. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, it was very interesting to see the combination, uh, bringing together for zombie lore. I was a, I, I love it. Anything post-apocalyptic is my jam. So for me, 10 out of 10, they, they stuck true to the content mm. that they were working with. Uh, they did the characters justice. They have a phenomenal casting for them and leading up the anticipation for it. And then as well, just having us wanting more. Oh yeah. And even the way that they made the intro mm-hmm. using the original song from the video games, yeah. as well as the, it, the intro kind of shows the fungus kind of spreading. And then you see a skyline of the fungus, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Cause it's kind of showing them taking the, the fungus taking over the cities. Yeah. It, the, you see by the end, all overgrown and whatnot. Yeah. Like, very good reflection. Good final thoughts. Yeah. All right. Anything, any other, uh, honorable mentions not particularly i think that's all i got cool all right so we just watched the trailer for it where where do you hope that it goes for in this do you they're they're trying to make a cure with ellie do you think that they're going to be sticking true with the content or do you think that they're going to be going after um more uh storytelling yeah um so i think they're definitely gonna be going the the main focus here is definitely gonna be storytelling because as much as we love action in TV shows, if they put the amount of action that was in the video games, I I think I'd probably lose interest. Right. So I think it is going to be story driven. They're they're not going to fill us up with side missions and shit like that kind of deal. Yeah, uh, the Mandalorian was way too much side missions. So mm-hmm. that that was a major complaint of it. So I'm very I, I think that they might be sticking closer to the content. Yeah. But I'm definitely interested because that trailer did kind of tease a little bit that something's going on with the infection that Ellie has going on there. Okay. So I'm interested to see if maybe she's not immune after all or whatever they, they whatever happened to her that, that she didn't become one of the infected. There's got to be something going on with her that they can utilize. Um, yeah. Is science still there after 20 years? That's everything for you? That's all I got. All right. All right. That's everything for us here at MDC covering The Last of Us Episode 1. Catch us next week. We're going to be recapping Episode 2. Stay tuned. We'll be releasing our After Dark where we just talk about the news in the nerd world, bringing you the nerd news. And as well, we will be jumping back into our Nerd Jams with John Wick this week. Looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Cool? Cool. Peace. I'm not your fucking Google. (laughs) That's a sound bite right there. This has been MDC Podcast. We want to thank you for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, and tell Grandma. We're dropping new episodes every Sunday and Thursday. Let us hear what we should do next down in the comments. Numere, you dorks. (laughs) 